All right, guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some huge changes to the PGA Tour. Big changes. Big changes. And more specifically, I want to talk about money in general when it comes to golf and what it's done for the game, good or bad. Because I think you're getting a lot of people starting to get a little bit sick of the money talk. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless, it has had an effect and I want to talk about it. We're going to dive into it even deeper because I want to talk about how it has an effect on the future generations of the game. Not just the headline grabbing that we're getting right now because we're getting plenty of it, but more so what effect and what direction we're headed with this game. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'd say even more so than any other sport in the last 12 months, golf has seen dramatic increases as evidenced by what we're going to talk about here it's taken over a lot of the sports news that's for sure it has and now the netflix thing coming it's going to be even bigger it's just going to keep amplifying the message Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about some of these big changes we're going to run through that 2023 schedule there's still a few events left obviously in this calendar year including a big one this week which i want to talk about because it's like it's almost blows my mind it's got like a major field vibes big time you know the Mm -hmm. cj cup You've got everybody from Rory, Scotty Scheffler, I JT. Mean, JT, all the names are there. Yep. Morikawa, like big time. Sidebar, by the way, Morikawa. Did you see the thing he did with, uh, with Dude Perfect with just this the, past week? The Breaking the Glass? Yeah. I love it. It was Incredible. so cool. The dude so from cool. Dude Perfect's got a swing. Too. He does. Yeah. He made it to the final round, but then just it was what? That it, little two inches or so, right? He just went right between the panes of glass. It just shows you how accurate. Deadly accurate these guys are. Consistent. Man. How many times do you think it took them to get that final shot where you put it through the two inch? I'm sure they had a few panes of glass. You think? I think Mark Howard did it on his first try. There's no shot. Those guys are consistent that he's hitting that on his first try. I mean, look at some of the like the the wear on their their clubs. Like they are consistent. They're good. Well, what's his name? Just glanced it when he broke. Uh huh. But anyway, I yeah, digress. Okay. You guys put it in the comments whether you think it took one swing, if that was first yeah. try or not. Yeah, tell us in the comments. I guess we'll never and, know. Uh, you'll have to go over to <laughs> it was on the what Dude Perfect's Instagram. I think it was on Dude Perfect two K twenty three. Yes, because they did it with two K twenty three. Which so. I'm loving, by the way. We could just talk forever on that. So sorry. Go yeah, ahead. This guy's been in a wormhole all weekend <laughs> playing two K twenty three. Um but the big news, too, before we jump into 2023 schedule and the stuff we want to talk about, the big news was you had a weekend packed with three guys winning who haven't won in a long time. So just running through this, first of all, you had Keegan Bradley. His win uh, was the his first since the 2018 BMW Championship. Four years he had gone without a win. You see, I, I seen Keegan as a live guy, as one of those potentials. Do you? I, back in the day. Now, not so much that he just won. Right. But like when you were going through like the guys that potentially could go, I'd always think Keegan was that type of guy. Older guy, maybe end of the career, doesn't play as had much. Had won in a while. Right, right. He's past U.S. Open champion, blah, 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 blah. And then he had like a really great showing at, at the uh, U.S. Open in front of his home crowd. Yeah. Kind of revived Keegan a little bit. It did. And then Definitely. now to see him win, I think he's now, I think that just tells me he's a PGA Tour guy for life. But it makes point. me ask the question because I was wondering this this morning. We didn't see the mass exodus at the end of the first we were thinking the FedEx Cup and then we were thinking the uh, President's Cup that guys were hanging on mm-hmm. inside a, a, of the PGA Tour who were who maybe in their minds were, were going to live right yep we did we, we we thought maybe some of these guys were holding out until after the President's Cup right 
But we haven't seen a lot of names go over since the big one, Cam Smith and stuff like that. Do you think that that the books are just closed for the year or you think there's going to be more names? Like, and what, at this point, what's the trigger? Have, have we finally reached the line think, between the PGA tour and live where it's like the lines have been drawn and these are the teams and that's it. I think so. I think there's going to, it's going to go hush until like people or players can see more come out of it. Like, I think there's still some unanswered questions. I think it's going to go quiet. And then there are people staying in the distance saying, I want to see live trying to figure more things out. Official world rankings, what next year's schedule is going to look like, where this is all going to be played. And then when I know all that, then maybe I'll make a decision and go back to that offer that yeah. may or may not still be standing. Because you know everyone was probably offered. Oh, I would think at this point, anybody who's winning on the PGA right. Tour. I mean, they, they brought over like Harris. Out. Was it Harris English? Harris English? Yeah. They're bringing over guys like Harris English and Harold Varner. Right. So you got to think everyone got an offer. Not to knock them. They're great golfers, but I'm saying I think everyone probably got an offer. So got some sort of offer. I, I think, think they shut it down for the year. For I now. think you end up seeing a lot of movement right before the PGA Tour season begins next year. Yeah, like next year. I could see that. I think a lot of people might spend this summer or this winter, not summer, sorry, and still try and ride the coattails of the PGA tour, you know, like their name is still attached to the PGA tour, maybe make some money and some deals, something like that. But then when push comes to shove, they sign the dotted line. Well, what we're going to talk about in a few minutes is this change in the money on the PGA tour. And and that might also be a factor that's keeping some guys around. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Cause you know, you've got some events starting as early as January that are going to have huge purses. Like we've never seen before, but, I, I don't know. I kind of I agree with you that I think it might be the official world golf rankings because they just keep hitting w- speed bumps. Mm-hmm. And there's some guys who are just like, I'm not going to gamble my rankings on this. Right. But anyway, we, yep. we digress. But so Keegan won, you know, first time since 2018. You had Kepka win. So he won on the live tour. How long has his drought been? Three years? It's been two years since the 2021 uh, Wells uh, Waste Management. Oh, right, right, and, right. And I, and I want to talk a little bit about that in a second because um, – there were some interviews and some things he had said, and it kind of gave a little bit more. Kepka can be a little bit tight-lipped when it comes to like with the media about like really giving much information about him or anything like that. After the win, he was he was expressing a little bit more about how really bad it got with that injury mm-hmm. with the knee. So mm-hmm. he had that, and then you had Freddie, boom Freddy. boom, Fred Couples, Freddie, first win since 2017. He won on the Champions Tour, the uh, SAS Championship. By the way. Guy shot a 60, a 30 on the front and 30 on Did the you back. you see that scorecard? In the final round. It was, it was delicious looking. Absolutely. Oh, so many circles on it. Yeah. And it was good <laughs> to see him him win again. And, and I tell you what, I've always think it's encouraging, at least me, to me personally, when I see some of these guys who are that late in their career are still shoot playing that well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it just shows you, like, you can continue to play golf, you know, competitively. A bunch of old dudes won this weekend. Yeah. Keegan ain't no young chicken anymore. It's true. Freddie's in his 60s. I saw an interview with Freddie recently. They asked when he was going to hang it up. He said, as long as I'm winning, I'm going to keep playing. Right. And now he's he's now back he's in that, winning. that winner's so. circle. So that was big. And then the other almost big news, of course, was Ricky Fowler. Slick Rick, almost back in the winner's circle. I thought he had it. I thought he had it, too. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I will say is that sometimes with these fall series, I, I'm glad in a lot of ways to see the, the game traveling and you're playing in, in Japan, but... For me personally, I didn't get to catch much of it live just because the time Same. difference. I didn't watch. Any I ended of up that. watching mm-hmm. a lot of the highlights and and reading about it on the app and stuff like that. So I was trying to follow along with Ricky. You see, it was all over social media. I think anytime Ricky's close to the finish line, it's going to be all over social <laughs> media. So he ended up just one stroke off the lead 
Uh, Keegan just was just played way too well uh, in that last round for him to, to catch up. But it's it makes it matters, me wonder, man. like, it, first of all, it was even though it's a fall series, it's an overseas event, it was no slouch of a field. I mean, nope. you, you had mm-hmm. Hovland, Xander, Cam, uh, uh, Cameron Champ in the, in the field. You had a lot of really good players in the field. So I think I, it was encouraging to see Ricky play as well as he did. It was encouraging if you're a, a, a Keegan fan too to see as good as he played. Now I just have to wonder, like, do you really think when push comes to shove, does, does Ricky have another win in him? I was just going to say I think he wins one this year. He's training in the right direction. He is. Does he have a new coach? Or he went back to Butch? He made a lot of changes. He made his caddy change, right? Mm-hmm. I think he made his coaching change. I think yeah. he's even, they even, didn't he say like he debuted some new new clubs, new irons? He I did. Think, this week. Yep. Yeah. Not this week. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But he was doing a lot of testing of some prototype. Uh, I think he stepped away from the classic Ricky Blades. Like, because I, I think Ricky was known for some pretty sharp blades. He, he was, yeah. I think he dialed it in to a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little more forgiving? Yep. Yeah. And it could be, who knows too, if he is working with Butch again, Butch might be like, listen, what, you know, try this, try that. Because he's, he's made so many different swing changes, something else might fit him better. So who knows? But either way, like encouraging for him, but like an emotional win for, for Keegan Bradley. And you saw him, he was choked up like through multiple yeah. interviews. Mm-hmm. I watched a bunch of interviews afterwards mm-hmm. and um, you got, you think about it. It is interesting for some of these guys like him. He's like, he's like the first thing he does. He's like, I just want to thank my wife and family for the support. Yeah. Cause you think about it the four years, grind. the mm-hmm. constant grind, the travel. Yes. We look at the big numbers that these guys win, but we don't always look at the big expense. I mean, I think one cool, we could do a whole podcast episode on it would just be to break down the expenses sure. of what it costs to be on tour. Because if you think about it, most of these guys are playing at that top tier level. Not only is it all the travel every single week, physically getting around, staying places, they don't put these guys up. Like a lot of these guys will get an Airbnb together, things like that. Spots, yep. They're often, if not bringing with them, at least on the team, is a swing coach, a, you know, a, a a, a stretching or what do you call it, right. physio or whatever type of coach. And the older guys, most families are traveling with. Most Some times. of them, they, yes, mm-hmm. you know, depending if the kids are school-aged or whatever, they might right. be bringing the kids. But I'm saying just the immediate team around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they have like a nutrition guy, a mental game coach, and then all those guys are taking a piece of that pot. Sure. Plus all the travel. It, it's not cheap. And if you go a four-year drought without winning, and I get it, a couple top fives can have some nice payouts, things like that. But a guy like like Keegan, I mean, he was, I'm sure, not sitting comfortably. The amount it cost him versus just the couple of times he was in the mix. Right, sure. And there's no doubt. But then flip the script and see how awesome it is when you do win and all the perks you get, all of those exemption he has now. Now he's going to Augusta. That's that, just it. All yeah. that stuff. He's going to the Century to play into the Tournament of Champions. You know, So he's going to be in more tournaments where he can win more money. Plus, he just won a banger of two million plus. By the way, two million. Well, just shy of two million. Just shy. It was like one point nine five. Right in second place, Ricky and I forgot who else he finished with tied second, but they got nine eighty or something. So, which is huge. Which we're going to talk about in a sec. But the purses are getting big. And you think about the purse, but as you said, the exemptions, like the huge weight off your shoulder, knowing all the other places you're going to play, you resecured it because now you get a guy like Keegan who's like into his fourth year without winning. He's starting to get on that cusp. Like a lot of times, like you might be even thinking about keeping your tour card at a certain Mm -hmm. point, depending on some of your other finishes, but you go five years without a win, you know, 
you, you start to the exemptions start to drop off and there's less and less at bats yes because you're not getting into as many events right so it was a hugely emotional for him um so like i said it just if nothing else secures him a ton more of those at bats in 2023 um and i just i personally hope to see ricky at some point just get that one more win and just put this terrible yeah. couple of years behind yeah him. right Something big, like a, like, a, like an Augusta win, like a big statement, the major and a victory, everything all wrapped up in one in a bow. I, You know what I'd love to see him win? The Arnold Palmer Invitational. Yeah, that'd be fitting for him. It's like, it's a big field. Arnie, he's done so much for the sure. for that, you know, sure. Arnie's army and stuff like that. We met him there. We did. And he he's close to, he was so close to Arnold Palmer. I think that would be a huge emotional win for him. Big time. You know, seeing Ricky in that red vest holding that trophy at the end, yeah, it's fitting. His home state, yep. you know, now, as of now, home state. Mm-hmm. But uh, that could be a big one. Um, before we talk about the payouts that we saw on Live this week and, and some of the controversy and the, the things surrounding Brooks' win, switching, you know, keeping on the, the PGA Tour for a second, we've got also coming up the, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. We might see one of our guys in the field. James Nicholas, right? James Nicholas, who's going to be, he's going to be here on the pod. We were trying to have him this week, but... Can I text him right now to see if he's in the field? He'll get an answer by the time this is done. There you go. All right, so you can, I'm sorry to interrupt. We Wait got we So we got to get out there and just see just how good James really is in person, and we played around with him, and it's just incredible, the level that he plays the game at. It's so incredible. I hope, I hope to see him on the PGA Tour. He's, he's done some Corn Ferry Tour events, but he's been right now going through that grueling Q school tough tough q Q school so he showed us his schedule and he's been so great with getting like trying he's trying to make it happen to get here on the podcast because i really want that's another side of this the story of professional golf that i want to get into is like what's it like when you're at his level and you're right on that line of the corn ferry and the pga tour and the q schools and what does it take to get in there he's showed us some of his schedules and the work that he puts in on the golf course every single day He'll motivate you. He'll it's be a great a, interview because he will motivate you both on go- in golf and in life. Just yes. some of the way he looks at things. Really eye-opening. I loved one thing he taught me is that even at a bad shot, he goes, just train your brain to say good. Yep. Good. So he's like, you hit it over there, you hit it in the woods or whatever. He's like, good. It's, it's, and you think, why is it good? It's an opportunity to, 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 to learn from the shot yep. or try something mm-hmm. or try a new shot from over there. But it's just like it, very great mentality. So hoping to see him in the field um that could be really cool and then and then when? this week like i said you've got the cj cup mm-hmm. and the, the the field is outrageously strong majorly yeah i mean let me see if i can pull it up too while we're talking about it because it's uh why so popular i mean i don't know it's in south carolina maybe these guys love south carolina golf well the other thing is uh, the cj cup we've seen be you know overseas and and uh a couple times so seeing it like here, a lot of Asian more tour accessible. players are right. sponsored by CJ, right? You'll see that logo on their hat. You know, I got actually when, I originally saw the field from uh, from DraftKings of all things. When Frank said that we had somebody in the field, somebody from our team on the field at the Butterfield, I thought uh, Mike's suiting it up. I'm suiting it up for the Butterfield. Imagine, I'm the guy and they he, just put into. You also like how I just immediately put um, James on our team. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, you've been drafted, James. James, you're now part of the golf team. I can't, I can't, can't even get find the field. It. He can't find it. Not in a timely enough way that it's going to whatever. But I was going through because I was looking through the DraftKings for this week. And like I said, it's everything from the top of the Scotty Scheffler, 
Uh, Rory McIlroy's in the field Zach's this week. Looking it up, I see. You okay, can pull yeah. it up, but it, Rory too, huh? Really? That's not like him. Why are these guys playing extra events? No, oh, look. Rory's the what do you call it? Oh, he's, he's the returning champ. He's the returning Come champ. On, Mike. So he's going to be back for look sure. At that. But Colin Morikawa, that was last year. Last obviously. year, they went low at this event, huh? They they We're, did, they did. But for again, like I said, for a fall series event it's in the strong. field, inside the field. Sorry, Frank, I'm pointing it out inside the field. Let's go. Uh, this computer's spazzing out. Guys. Yeah, forget sorry. it. This field, right, sorry the field about will that. probably be locked in before we, <laughs> before before it's we over. get to that. And we got <laughs> we got more important stuff to get to anyway. Let sorry. me uh, let me get back to where I was here. Um, so the Kepka thing. I want to talk a little bit about that because Kepka gets his win. Talk about money. Four four point five four point seven five million dollars. Because his team won too. Is that why? No, I think that's just the individual payout. I think, right? It's four for the winner usually, and then oh, there's then like additional. Okay, so his team must have won. I didn't catch any of this week's. Yeah, well, it's another thing. It was a, another one that was the you time said, zone was tough. Yeah, it was over in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. So, Did you say there was a playoff? There was a playoff. So how did that work? So him and Peter Uline come there down to go. the playoff. Uh-huh. They, they, the only thing they- Oh, they're on the same team. No wonder why. They cleaned up. Oh, they cleaned up big time. Yep. yep. So Smash won, and that is Brooks's team. Yep. Okay. So there you go. So he got the payout from both of those things. So Kepka and Uline, they end up playing the 18th hole in a sudden death, I think, three times. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like, yeah. mix it up. How many times can you watch the 18th hole? Wait, Admittedly, on, though- no. I mean, I'm saying that from the recap. Again, I didn't watch it. I just I I have not watched a whole lot of live live. Um, you know, it's most of my weekend golf. I honestly I watch on the regular television. I just put the PGA right, Tour on. But this one again, a part of that is attributed again to the the time change, the time difference. Um, so this one was in Saudi Arabia. So similarly to with Japan, you're, you're talking about a huge time difference. So I missed a lot of it. But just kind of like watching some of the recaps and things like that. But one thing like that I saw, and I, I don't know, I, everyone's got the opinions and they don't, nothing is like down the middle. Everything is like extreme in one direction or the other. But if you pull up as a pure example, if you pull up the um, Instagram post that Golf Digest did mm-hmm. for uh, when he won and, and they put, I'm just pulling it up now, they, it said, uh, it was just a quote from from Kepka. It says, the last two years haven't been fun. I didn't know if my career was over. And Brooks, I'm sorry, Golf Digest captions it, Brooks is back. And honestly, the comments went in on it. Mm, I'm Hard. sure. Things like winning a live event is not being back. My care level, this, these are different comments. My care level is exactly 0%. Uh, you're not back if you win a 54 hole event. Uh, LOL, he can't get it done on the PGA Tour. Wow, um, I'm sure Brooks is really, really beaten up. Over I think this. it's. I think he's sitting at he, home wiping his eyes with I think hundred dollar bills. Got to feel it. Sitting next to his wife. He's yeah, well, feel we, nobody feels bad for Brooks. That Brooks for sure. That's for sure. But I'm trying to get a temperature on the overall golf community and how much do they care? Right. Right. So, uh, I mean, I could go on for the rest of the episode just reading this. Like, he knew it was over. That's why he went to live. He beat 47, 47 other guys in exhibition match. Relax on the he's back. So, yeah, that's that's just the vibe. That's Let's just say vibe. this way. They went in on him pretty hard. Um, so is, f- yeah, 
I don't know. I was going to say, so is Freddie back? He's playing, like, like, they're all old guys. Like, that's not, like, to me, it's similar to Liv, I guess. It's not, like, super high competition. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing. People expect Kepka to be playing against high competition. I'd love to do it. We a don't expect Kepka to be playing right. on the Champions Tour right. you or don't something expect- like that. And And one guy even raised a pretty good question, and he was like, all right, so here's a guy who back back in the day like said he only cared about majors he only practiced for majors he only cared about majors and now he's it's kind of like the counterpoint to that of going and playing on live mm-hmm. because they know that they're that as of right now they can they're still in the majors we haven't seen big announcements yep but if the majors are the only thing that matters to you you know uh, most more recently i remember hearing uh will zalator say that and it's why he said he's turned down a lot from live is because he goes, I truly do not care about the money. I care about the majors. Mm. So it does call it into question. Like when you see a guy hold up a $4.75 million paycheck and it's not a major and you're a guy who said you never cared much about other tournaments, but, do you? Do you yeah, not? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was no, going to say, what if, mm-hmm. what if Brooks ends up going out and winning a major after all this and then he has the live money and then Let's he also has another major to you shut people up I guess. oh for sure like, is that going to shut people up he could like, shut like, those comments if, down what what's going to be what's going to be the final straw to like shut all these comments down and i'm not like for live i'm just like kind of sick of like the bickering if i were brooks and, and i won the 2023 masters I would take that exact post you just talked about, Frank, yeah. and I would create my own video of all those comments being read out loud, and I would read them all out loud, and then at the end, that would show me hold, wearing the green jacket and be like... For sure. That's Listen, a Brooks move. There's no doubt in my mind that winning a major would silence those sure. critics. But to answer your question more specifically, Zach, like, what would shut up the critics? I think the critics are going to continue to lean in on live so long as you do have these 54-hole events, no cut, Everybody gets a big paycheck, and they're small fields. Right. I think if Liv wants to legitimize itself as a as a from a competition standpoint, they got to maybe start to expand on that, get bigger fields. Let, I'll give you an example. Um, just this past week, when you had the uh, the the C, uh, what do you call it, the Zozo, right? Mm-hmm. There was I think eighty six or eighty seven players in the field, right? Um, there was only 46 players in the field at live. Okay. So you're, you're competing against half the size of the field. Right. And additionally, let's be honest. There's a lot of people in that live field. We don't even know their names. Exactly. Like I don't even, I've but never how many heard people, How many yeah. people have you never heard in that Zozo field? You said there's 87 people. Right now, I could probably name you 15 golfers that I know their name. In the Zozo so, field. Just in yeah, general. Yeah, it's a lot of, of individuals you don't know. So like, sure. I would say in that even that Zozo field, and especially because they had some more international that we don't get to see that much. Um, yeah, you take like the the bottom twenty out of that eighty, the bottom thirty. I I don't, might not know their name, mm-hmm. um, but I would say it's a larger percentage of living. It's just a smaller field. So we talked about this, and we talked about this last week. Like for the official World Golf Rankings, which is that big thing hanging, is Live going to go to seventy two and a cut? I think that's another thing that answers your question, Zach, of like what kind of legitimizes this. Now you're taking that ammunition away from people who are criticizing the the weakness of the competition by saying, well, now there is 72 holes. Now there is a cut line. And, and slowly it becomes more and more people. But if you look at it just on paper, the reality is 
It was only a 46-player field. There was no cut, and they played for three days. So I'm, I'm going to say there are people who can make the argument that that's not, that's not definitive of being back. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, to win a golf tournament's hard any way you slice it. He still has to beat 45 other people. Right, I think we're... Good names, too. Where you can say that Brooks is back in that you can say, at least from a health standpoint, because you're right. I mean, there's still a few good names in that field. You had Cameron Smith in there. Yep. You had Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia. You know, there's a, there's a couple names. Peter Uline, you know, he's sure. a great golfer, mm-hmm. you know, in his own right. Comes in second place, right? Uh, Neiman. Um, yeah, Matt Wolf, Matt Paul Casey, Wolf. Charles Schwartzel. Yeah, so when you look at some of that top 10, there's there's definitely names in there who can compete. Without a, <laughs> How about Chase Kepka? Little little bro little cleans brother, up. On which, the by the way, he's got to buy his brother a Lamborghini after that. He does? Yeah, because he told them if they, they won the team event, he'd buy his brother a Lamborghini. So he's going out and buying Is them. that the full team event or I just think, the team event for I don't know. The one quote event. from Kepka was that I got to go buy him one now. So there must have been the team event that <laughs> week. Um, but what I was saying was uh, from a health standpoint, it's encouraging to see like, because the quote that he had said of saying, you know, I haven't been run. I didn't know if my career was over. He was talking about the knee. So he had some all types like stem cell treatments and stuff mm-hmm. like that for the knee. No doubt about it. To win just shows that that at least that is a little bit behind him. Hey, you think we'll see these guys at Augusta? Yeah, I, yes. I, I think we, I still think you will. Um, I, I, I think that a lot is still hanging in the balance of these official world golf rankings mm-hmm. because I, I think that a lot of these majors don't want to get into the mud of making the decision of what's a good tour, what's a bad tour. Yeah, right. Uh, even if they've got behind closed doors, if they've got an opinion, I think they'd much rather let it settle itself because if these guys don't get official world golf rankings, a lot of them are going to very quickly drop out of eligibility. Sure. And they won't be able to be in the Masters or, or right. whatever event you want it to be. Exactly. The, the rules will be. dictate that. Right. Other right. than guys like a Phil Mickelson, who if you win once, your lifetime exemption, mm-hmm. right? But there's going to be other guys that haven't won the Masters and may start to fall out of a chance to, to play there. Yeah, right. I think that they're hoping for that if they're, if, and I can't make judgment on the basis of what they're saying, if, let's say, the committee from the Masters doesn't want live participants, they might be like, let's just wait. Because if they don't get their rankings, they're not going to be here anyway. Make but I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what's awkward, going on behind closed yeah, doors. Awkward it's champion a very center. secret thing, yeah. Yeah, because there's a few guys, right? Yeah, can we run through the list of live to think, see how many Masters champions? I only there think are? it's two. Or I think it's Charles Schwartzel and Sergio Garcia, Sergio Charles Schwartzel, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson. Okay, there's four. I'm sorry, at least four. Uh, Westwood never won a major, and uh, Charles Howell ever win it? No. no, he never did. Leash? No, Mickelson? Yes. So it's five guys. I think it's just five. Five former winners. Yeah. Five former winners. But but you think, I think that's too many to say we're not going to let them in. No, Bubba. Bubba, Bubba is well. Bubba's another guy. Bubba. Bubba, so six. He'll be more. in the field. I don't, I don't think they're going to say six champions don't come back. But that's an awkward little champions dinner. You got Jack Nicholas there, Tiger Woods, and you got all six of these live guys. Awkward. Yeah, but that's just how it's going to be, though. For the like, so just get over that. Exactly. I think they're just going to have to get over it. I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, and I also I just still don't know how much of the players really care versus how much of the some of them like do. The commissioners and care. You know I can see a guy like Scotty Scheffler caring, like a guy like who would walk through Cam Smith's putting line on purpose. Right. Like I a am. guy like that might have a little chip. Yeah, I could see that. Some guys have chips, some don't. You yeah. Know? Well, guys, listen. Anybody to if you're watching the podcast on YouTube. Give us your comments because this is an unfolding thing as it goes. I, I like hearing both sides of it, what you guys think on each one of these things that we're presenting. Our goal is just to kind of go through everything that's going on and let everybody make their own kind of judgments right, exactly. on it. But um, regardless, like I said, I, what was a, a highlight to me was, like I said, when I I, I saw the comments for, for Kepka and I was just like, that's a lot. Once At least on, the, on Golf Digest. Now, you could say Golf Digest – has its own certain demographic of, of readers and followers. Mm -hmm. And then maybe there's some other accounts that are more pro-live. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, but, right? But um, all, all Golf Digest had to say was Brooks was back, and it, they went in on him. It was it was something. Um, but regardless, so the, for the payouts, though, like I said, he took home the big one. Um, the Peter Uline, who came in second, Ended up taking home more than uh, Keegan took home for first place in the Zozo. Jeez, so that, yeah. that's, a, that's its own separate thing. Um, but the, the live payouts—they just continue to be the massive things. I'll, I'll just tell you what some of those were for last week. So you had uh, Kepka. This is just the individual payouts without whatever your team score was. Kepka was four million. Uline was two point one two five million. Uh, Neiman took home 1.275 million. So did Sergio. And then you got a guy like Matthew Wolf took home $800,000 for fifth for tying <laughs> for fifth. So he took home just a little bit less than Ricky took for second. So the pay, there's no doubt that Liv is still taking the, uh, the lead when it comes yeah, to, to money no payouts. No doubt. Right. Um, so, so that, that's that. And then, um, I want to dive into this talking about next year's schedule on the PGA tour, because that's where the money comes in. And then I want to talk about how that affects or potentially affects the game overall and where the game is headed. So we're going to dive into that in a second, but let's just pause there. Let's do a quick word from our sponsor. All right, we'll get you right back to the video in a second, but first we want to thank this week's sponsor, DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Today's video sponsor and an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Plus, with same-game parlays, you can combine multiple bets from the same game to give yourself a shot at even bigger winnings all season long. And for those in a state where sports betting is not yet available, don't forget about DraftKings Daily Fantasy, where they have been innovating even more ways to win some cash this basketball season. And guys, DraftKings, it's been around for a while, so you know that your funds are safe and they could be withdrawn whenever wherever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code GOLFICITY and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Remember, that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code GOLFICITY. All right, we are excited to share with you guys exclusive opportunities from Titleist, but to be a part of them, you have to join Team Titleist. It is free. Now, Team Titleist gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing, special events, limited edition gear from Titleist, and so much more. All you have to do is sign up. Uh, 
for Team Titleist at Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. Use one word, Team Titleist. Uh, guys, check it out because, in fact, you and I, we went to one of these events that I talked about once. It was super cool. They gave away a bunch of swag, and I love the prototype testing. And we're in that time that some prototype things might be coming your way. So now would be the time to join Team Titleist. Go and check it out. And we also want to thank FootJoy, guys. You know, this is where we talk about kind of getting a little bit more out of the season and being able to having the right, like, apparel is what's just going to get you to play deeper and deeper into the season. And the timing is perfect. As it's getting colder right now, FootJoy just released their new Thermo series. It's their most advanced apparel layering system ever, and it features these layering items that are designed specifically for golf. So what it does is it enables you to play in all weather conditions, especially right now. We see it here in the Northeast. It's very dynamic, the weather. You starts off really cold, <laughs> warms up throughout the day, and then it ends up getting cold quickly again. Huge temperature changes, and we see that in a lot of areas throughout the country right now. And what's so great about this is that the collection has base layers, mid layers, and outer layers, as well as pants, all of them. They're made with materials that move with the golfer, so you have no restrictions. You can be out there. You can be warm, but still lightweight enough reducing that bulk and really keep that temperature regulated so you stay out there you stay comfortable and like i said it's bonus golf at that point you're out there being able to play more and what i like really about these two is there's so much versatility you pick up just a couple of mid layers an outer layer you can mix and match them and then like i said they just keep you playing that much further into the season and then then again in the spring you know yep. we get out there earlier because you're able to get out there stay warm stay comfortable but still move enough that you can play golf so footjoy has you covered in that way they know golfers they know what golfers need to get out there and be comfortable so check out that entire thermo series lineup at footjoy.com all right so let's get back into talking about those big changes that are on the pga tour and i haven't seen a lot of news about this yet i don't know how much the pga tour even wants to publicize it because i feel like by talking too much about this they're going to get the pushback of that they're trying to be like live okay. or whatever. Yep. But to me, there's no doubt that a big part of the driver for this change is what live has done with, as we've been talking about the first half of the show with all these payouts. Um, but to, to see what we're talking about, if you go to the PGA tour schedule for 2023, you're going to notice one thing that's really changed quite a bit. And that's the purses. They went up, huh? Went up is like an understatement, right? So I just picked out a couple of the highlights of some of them that just like to give some perspective, right? And some were like less marquee name events. Yeah. I noticed. And right. I'm not talking about just majors and yeah. you are uh, arguably majors aren't part of the PGA Tour schedule anyway, but get this, like kicking it off in January in Hawaii, the Century Tournament of Champions, right? Last year, the total purse was 7.5 million. Mm-hmm. This year it's 15 million. Double, baby. Double. I mean, wow. we're talking, I know inflation has been going right, around. <laughs> but there's something more than inflation happening here. Yeah. We're talking about huge jumps. And that's not the only one. I'm going to run through more in a second. But I, I also was kind of thinking like it's a no cut event, too. So I think everyone's getting paid handsomely. And what I what I'm wondering is you start to see some of the events that had the big jumps. Yep. A lot of them are the ones that carry some of the most premier fields. Hmm. And now you can make the argument of saying, well, a big field is going to have the most advertisements, have the most eyeballs, sure. it's going to have the big. But you can also think like, well, 
maybe this is also the PGA Tour and its sponsors working together to get a little bit more money and reward the guys who didn't make the jump. Yes, absolutely. You know, but I think the part of the motivation for the PGA Tour to not overly publicize this is because they might be like, well, now you're just making it about the money, right? Which yeah. you're criticized live for doing. But some of these other ones, right? Both the Genesis Invitational and the Arnold Palmer each went up to a purse of $20 million each. I remember last year it was headline grabbing when the players was $20 million. Remember that was the big purse? That was the big one, yeah. That was the big one. So both of those are up from $12 million to $20 million, and the players is going to have a whopping $25 million purse, up from wow. $20 million to $25 million. So now, I mean, legitimately, wow. we're into headline-grabbing territory where we're talking about some of these live events having these huge purses. So they're right in there in the game. Jeez, that's big. How about this? Once we get to the playoffs, somebody, if if, if you win uh, during the FedEx Cup playoffs and if you win the FedEx Cup playoffs, you, you're set, like, this is, like we talk about, almost generational wealth. You're set for, for more than for life because the FedEx St. Jude and the BMW, both playoff events, each carry a $20 million purse. Mm -hmm. And that's not, and this is not, no other changes have been announced yet to the FedEx Cup itself. Right. I would not be surprised to see that payout, that $12 million or whatever payout, sure. go up. Imagine they bump that up to fifteen. Let's just say a rough number, $15 million for the FedEx Cup winner. And the FedEx Cup winner also wins one of these two events. That's $35 million that they win that just that month. Yes. That's I, a lot of dough. I think they're going to end up bringing that money up to 20 to 25 for the it individual might have to get winner. Bigger. Because Liv, for the individual winner, Dustin Johnson Got just 18. made $18 million. So, so their FedEx they don't Cup winner They don't right. want to be second fiddle to anybody. So I would imagine twenty. They, 20 is a statement. 25. You got 18, we got 20 now. Yeah. You got 25, but that's the thing. we got Do 30. they want to get into that? Do they want to know. get into that tit for tat match of like, you say, they well, were they're already in it. They they're are. Already, they're already in the They're mind. in it. Exactly. No bring up the schedule for 23 if they're, you can. They're quietly Which in it. Which tour? Uh, PGA Tour. But that also that also shocked me. Like, why did they announce on Live? Why did they announce Dustin Johnson yeah. uh, as the overall individual winner with still one more event left to go? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know why they would announce him. So this is where we're like, we're learning. <laughs> Maybe they're learning as they're going. I have too. a schedule here in front of you, Mike. So but I'm, I'm also just curious about the prize purses because like, which For, ones didn't jump and why not? Like, why is the waste management only 8.5? That seems to be a very big televised Super Bowl weekend, huge event. That should be 15 million. But I guess it all comes well, down to the sponsor, right? And also like, Arnold Palmer, look, twenty mil that bumped. That's what I'm saying. Arnold Palmer, oh, you and the said Genesis that one. I'm sorry. Twenty million dollars. Players is now bumped to twenty five. That's yep. the one I was saying. Yep. yep. But what I, what I mean is like, you. By the way, too, just this coming weekend, the CJ Cup is ten point five million. There you go. That's the one I wanted to look for. There it is, ten point five. I mean, even Jeez. the Butterfield Bermuda Championship is six point five. So yes, I know what you're saying. Like, then some of these don't have those those big, you know, double digit million, but. I think of FedEx points, but what I mean, like even those eight million, eight point five million for the fee, uh, the waste management, all those are still up from before. Eight point four million for the Honda Classic, they're all up. There's very few of these main full field events that are under. I almost see none that are under eight million dollars. 
It's almost a minimum of eight million dollars. Seven point four John Deere, but yeah, right on the cusp of that eight billion, seven point six. Yeah. But you won't see anything below that, right? Right, and it's just it's just incredible. Uh, the memorial is another twenty million dollar purse. So now you're talking yep. about at least four events. No, more than that. Five minimum five events on the PGA Tour next year that'll carry a twenty million dollar purse, and all those will have all the big names in them. Yes, and the prior year we only had one. This is how much of a jump it is. In the prior year, we only had, I believe, one event $20 million, which was the players. Yep. Now you've got a minimum of five events all carrying $20 million purses. I mean, that's to me, that's a significant, significant change. And I'm curious to see if new faces will pop up in some of these events. Like I was thinking the other day, JT, a guy like JT, I don't think he's ever played in the Arnold Palmer Invitational. But you'll get Rory and Tiger and... You know all these big names there, but you won't. You get Spieth. Has he not played it? I don't, I don't think he's ever. You could fact check me, but like, why? Why don't these guys play in some events? And now that it's twenty million purse, will we see them there? It's a great question. I mean, but the Arnold Palmer. What's the structure of that? It's, it's an invitational. So I'm yeah. Trying to think. I mean, there's no reason I can think of in my mind that JT wouldn't be invited. But yeah, you would think. No, see, look, Arnold Palmer Cup. Like Zach's looking it up right now. There are some events that guys just skip. That guy's skipping. They just don't play in it. I don't know if it's like a course that doesn't suit their eye, but I don't know. But, but you're right. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's something that changes it um, for these guys when they we'll see if they're there now. My question is: is like, no matter what the motivating factor is, if the motivating factor is the PGA Tour trying to fight back against Live and increasing their their payouts and stuff like that, no matter what that motivation is, what does this do to change the game long term? And what I mean by that is, take for example, you got a young kid who's just a dynamic athlete, right? They might be looking like career-wise. Let's say you're an, you're an you're you're an athlete, but you're good at a couple of things. I'm even thinking like Kepka was. Mm-hmm. Kepka was what was it? Basketball mm-hmm. or baseball or something? He's played, and then he ended up going the golf route. I even think about James Nicholas. You know, when yeah. we were talking to him, he, was, he played hockey and he got he got to golf a little bit late, but. You take a guy like that and you almost wonder, which you might not have seen in years past, where some of these young kids who have their choice in which sport they're going to pursue for their career, professional career, they may start to see this and be like, you know what? Golf is where I can have the most financial impact. Yes. I'm not saying any of these roads are easy. No matter what, get it on the professional of anything. But what I'm talking about is like, if you've got, a young kid who's a multi-sport athlete and could, has that potential. He's one of those kids who's talking about that kid's got potential. He could he can make it in the pros. At a multi-sport, a young age, he may look at it and be like, let's say it was football and golf. I mean, it's it's crazy, but let's say it's football and golf. Zach and I were talking about this before. The average, you know, career lifespan of I think a running back on the on the NFL was how many? How long? Is it did five. It's about. Two and a half to three year average. Okay. Right? Wow. So now you think you, unless you're the top tier and you take on this huge bag at, at first, whatever it may be. You, Which you're not going to get a huge bag at first because rookie contracts are low and like. Usually quarterback. You know, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Sorry. But think about it like this. And you, you're saying a guy like that who'd be like, okay, well, I can put in the NFL and what the taxing that that would put on my body and stuff like sure. that. We always thought NFL, NBA, 
um, MLB were the big, big payouts. You know, that was like, I'm going for that. I want to make the, the huge, huge contract. It's still a lottery to win a lottery. You got to be that good. But yeah, I'm saying, like, let's say you were that good. You start to look at those types of things and you'd be like, oh, it's huge payouts. But then I start to look at golf and I'm thinking the payouts are getting to be astronomical. Couple that with, like, we saw here, Fred Couples winning at his age. Mm-hmm. And you think, I can. If I can make it in golf and be a you know on the PGA tour, I can put in a 20, 25 year career or more. Mm-hmm. And 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 the some of these payouts and these this money, I don't know. To me, to a certain extent, I think it starts to turn a little bit more of those young athletic heads towards golf. I where they might the have only not wrench have to throw in that plan is the fact that it's the only sport in that list you rattled that you can make zero dollars week to week. Yes, yeah, but you know what you, you, you miss also, a cut every you week. You also got guys on the bench in in baseball and football who aren't making, a but killing. they have a paycheck. They're getting something, some kind of take home. They also right? have holes in their brain at the end of their <laughs> career. They have a paycheck. Right. I I don't even remember what it is. And if you guys know, you could throw it in the comments. Like an eighth, like a like a relief pitcher on the bench you see like once a week. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to think about because they have the unions. What the minimum is? Right, there's there's a, minimum. a minimum. I remember when it used to be four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, think about that. But I wonder if you reach a certain level on the PGA Tour, do you think you're making that minimum just in your sponsorships? One would hope. But I'm trying to think of an example of a guy who just like a, like a, I can't even think of a name right now. I'm blanking. But you're just coming up. You haven't won anything yet. You've missed more cuts than made cuts. True. And you've probably only made like $32,000 this season. But you've spent about seventy five to get there. I guess the counterpoint. But to your point, I do agree with the fact that it could be a lucrative career for you. Yeah. But well, the question is, if you're who good. Who knows <laughs> how if you're much good. the PGA Tour will change, but as a counterpoint, you could say, okay, then look at some of these guys uh, who are like the, the top collegiate players who are going straight to live, Yep. and they're making more than that guy on the bench in the MLB is making in his, his season. They're mm-hmm. making in their first event because there's payouts to everybody in the field. So maybe PGA Tour has to give everyone a little piece, even if they get miscut. I don't know, but either way, what I'm saying, I, I don't know if they'll ever have enough money to give everyone a piece because the field is oh, so much money. bigger. They have enough money, like ten grand, just for showing up. If they're pulling out this much more money on all these purses, just to cover your expenses. Also, one of the big newspapers, either the New York Times or New York Post, did a huge expose on uh, the PGA Tour's finances, and it's pretty crazy. Jay Jay Monahan takes the company jet everywhere he goes for no matter what reason. I mean, they got money. Sure. Oh, they got money to throw money. around. Let me sure, say sure. It would take significant funds to pay everybody because the fields are double the size of live. And that's why they have the cut. I mean, you, 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 if you were, I mean, the guys don't get paid. Everybody who makes it to the weekend gets something. No, I mean, I just think like you give, give everyone who gets cut like with 10 grand, like cover their travel expenses. You got 10 grand to show right, up. Right, right, right. It's a little bit of a cushion and it, and it helps keep you in the game to live that dream of becoming a tour player. Because I could see a lot of guys giving up. Sure. Like this is financially brutal on my family. I just had a baby. And I can't got, do it. Plenty of guys do. But the 10 grand could be just enough to get them going. But what I'm saying is I just wonder what the long-term sway of golf is going to be with no other reason we're not not even granularly of an individual person's like choice of what they're going to do but more so being in the public consciousness of how much golfers make Mm -hmm. right i remember it wasn't that long ago that i was playing like high school and and younger and middle school i was playing golf and i'll tell you tell you what 
It was not cool. There was nothing <laughs> cool about it. Right. Right. It wasn't I, cool being on the golf team. Like, no, I, I had my buddies, a couple of buddies were on the golf team and we just enjoyed that, that we got to go out there and play th- free golf for three days a week and do our practice rounds. And it was just our way to after school to go play nine holes. Right? Did you do it all four years? I did it for many years. I mean, I, okay. I even in middle school, I played a little bit of JV. varsity jacket with a letter for golf. No, because you know what? I don't remember if I went all the way through. I remember, but I remember like, you growing JV, up being a part of the golf team. I was part of the team. Right. But what I'm saying is it wasn't something you broadcast. I wouldn't exactly for right or wrong. I mean, I wouldn't probably wear my varsity jacket. Because I'll tell you the truth, golf, you know, with the ladies and such yeah. was not like the coolest thing you could tell them you of did. Of course, that's not right? a pickup line. Now we're talking with. about the late 90s. Right. Okay. So it's twen- more than 20 something years ago, right? Pre-Tiger. Tiger, no, that's when Tiger was Tiger really was starting. just starting right. at the time. Yep. So let's say 97 when Tiger was like blasting on the scene, I was playing my last couple of years of high school golf. There you go. Junior, right? It was more so the fields were guys who looked like more like Tom Kite. Sure, you had the Tom Kite. like Tiger Woods. Right. So you could say yes, Tiger Woods had a huge effect on it, big right? Big time, big time. But now you couple it, you think like the the changes that things are like social media, YouTube golf, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that, making golf in a lot of ways more visible to a younger audience, to where younger people want to be playing golf. Right. right? That's its own part of it. But then also couple that with the news, even if you're not following golf closely, if you're just in, like I said, public, you know, what do you call it? Social consciousness, just reading headlines and you're seeing golfers on their yachts with their huge payouts. To me, to a certain extent, it makes me think like, whereas young kids might've been like, didn't even want to necessarily say they were on the golf team. Sure. Would rather be like on the football team and whatever. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, will that change the game going forward where it'd be like, Oh, you play golf? Like, oh man, imagine you make it on the PG Tour. You see what those guys are making. Or no doubt. I watch my favorite guys playing on YouTube yeah. or whatever it may be, or in social media. I just feel like the landscape is changing. And I'm just, my question is I wonder if this is one more way that might do it. And you might just start to see younger kids of those big dreams. I um, think so. And, and Couple that with all the like the indoor simulators and all that stuff, and like go away going back to COVID when those kids were forced out of those sports and they started taking up golf when they never thought they would ever play golf in their life, and then of course all this and the financial stuff that it can bring to you for sure. I mean, I think golf best position it's ever been in, hands down, and it's only going to get better. Yeah, and I just, I just, and feel I think like the purses are going to help. The purses, as They're much as a some. lot of us as fans say we don't care about the purse or what these guys took home or making millionaires richer, I get all that. I also think, like, to a certain extent, like, the kids who are, are wowed by, uh, you know, why why do a lot of kids want to, you know, be music stars? Because they see well, that their favorite that, stars are, like, I was just throwing gonna say dollar, like, $100 bills out the window, right? So it's just, like, to a certain extent, too, be like, wow, I didn't realize golf could be this fun, this fun and this lucrative. I don't know. I just see, like, I even see more parents, like, investing. You know, think about how much... Time and money gets invested because they they're taking that shot at a scholarship, right? right. For for, co- for football, basketball, whatever. Similarly, you might see more parents who are reading these headlines and being like, "That guy made how much this yeah. weekend for get, playing golf?" Get you a swing coach, not a flute, not a right, violin. Right? It'd be like, right. "Oh, uh, fine. Like, I'm willing. I'm going to invest, and in, in, you know what I mean. I'm going to put money into your golf lessons. I'm going to put money into a." Uh, 
a membership at the course so that you can go and play as you much or a membership at the driving range mm-hmm. when they start to see this guy won the FedEx Cup and he just took home $35 million. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a Not chance that, that that does something for the game long term. No doubt. I just got a message from James as we were talking. He's in the field, by the way. He is in the field. Yep. So that's exciting. We're going to watch him. So in we'll, be, we'll be rooting him on in two weeks. That's for sure. Yep. But, dude, I was just going to say to your point real quick. I'll sum it up here with, I was going to ask you, what do you think it is, uh, what do you think is more difficult, to get a hit record as a musician or win a PGA Tour event? Because I feel like they're both the same path in life. Like, you have to strike lightning in a bottle to be a Colin Morikawa, right? Yes. Same if you want to be, you know, a musician. That's huge. Well, I don't know. Because one thing we just said is changing the landscape is social media. And there have been overnight number one hits from somebody who made a tune on TikTok. TikTok, right. Now, it doesn't say they have longevity. They sure. don't necessarily last. But there They're are not the bands of the old people. days. These are one-hit TikTok. Well, I mean, even think about Viral a, sounds. Think about a kid like Justin Bieber who started just singing on YouTube. Right. True. So I think there... It's still like winning the lotto in mm-hmm. that one in multi multi million dollar chance. Sure, but there are ways that you can just get discovered. I don't think there's ways like that. No matter what, no matter how much you're like the phenom golfer, you, I guess unless you got like a sponsor's exemption, they just threw you in a field because you were such a big name. Right, you still have to win kind of through the traditional means to yeah. get there. There's no like huge shortcut. True enough. Whereas I feel like in music, there can be. It's still, I guess it's a one in a billion. Of course, of course. But like you can, if you've got a good enough song, you put it out there and social media gets a hold of it and overnight all of a sudden record companies are calling you. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's like that with a lot of things. Yeah. You know, but. But regardless, either way, I mean, the big change is, like I said, for the PGA Tour is going to be, these going to see these huge purse jumps. How much they're going to talk about them as they get closer, I don't know. I'm sure the media will get a hold of it. It might not even come directly from the mouth of the PGA Tour, but I think you're going to see more and more as these events come up. When you see, like like I said, a kick off the season with a $20 million tournament of champions, a century tournament champions, or, you know, Arnold Palmer, $20 million, I think that you see a lot of eyeballs. You see a lot of talk about money. And I just hope it doesn't sway the game too much in that direction that people start to get turned off of it because it's just too much money talk. I know. You, you watch like 15 years from now, like the 2037 Players Champions, Charlie Woods, and the $56 million prize that comes with it. Right. You know, it's like, what, yeah. like, what just happened? Yeah, what, what happened? <laughs> so anyway, uh, lots there. You guys are encouraged. Always weigh in on it in the comments. Uh, also, you know, if, if you're just listening to us on audio, uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you uh, listen to the podcast, um, we appreciate it first of all and if you could leave us a review we always like that but we uh we wanted to dig into this one a little bit because i thought it was really interesting as you and i were kind of prepping for next year and what we're going to do and where we're going to be uh just looking at that it just it grabbed my my attention be like wait how much for some of these events yeah, just big, big 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 mm-hmm. numbers so uh we'll keep talking about it as it unfolds and um you know stay tuned right here every uh, thursday new episodes so we'll see you again next week 